I'm gonna hit record right now. You hit record, Mary. We're gonna learn from our mistakes. Learning. What a fun day in recording. Okay. I feel like I need a picture of this moment. Oh, okay. It's Mary standing. I'm Mary standing. standing. We could. We, oh, oh, we could. We, we could take pictures of each other. Oh, aren't we cute? Come on, Mary. You can do it. It'll be like a selfie moment. No. Well, it's not a selfie if I'm taking a picture of. Yeah, you. I've had three hours sleep. It might not be a good picture. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Oh, ah! Uh, okay. I don't know. There's jars of jam and garbage behind you. <laughs> I've got toys behind you. Oh, that's true. We Welcome to my house. <laughs> my house is a mess. Hello, and welcome to the Homestay Kitchen with me, Mary Chan, and Erin Eastman. This is a podcast where we serve up stories of being a homestay family, the ups and downs of making a connection with international homestay students. We'll bring a playful of stories, ideas, interviews, and hopefully dish up some anecdotes to share with our community. Hot down, summer in the city. Yeah, this time of year is perfect for heading outside, exploring our natural playground, and taking in all the great summer events that are ideal to be a tourist in your own hometown with your international student. If you've been wanting to get your feet wet with becoming a homestay host, this is the ideal time. It's when students are traveling during the school break or have summer holidays with their school groups. International programs are usually in high demand for great host families during the summer break. So take the plunge and get started hosting. Listen in and we'll show you how easy it really is. You just gotta say yes and give it to it. So let's do this. Good morning, Mary. Oh, hello, Erin. <laughs> I startled you. No, 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 no. No, you didn't. You're just going crazy because you're running on a lack of sleep. And caffeine. And I'm standing up and I can do arm motions. <laughs> yeah, we used to sit while doing our podcast. And apparently Aaron likes movement. It reminds me of just dance. Just dance, Mary. Now we're standing and Aaron is dancing while podcasting. Right? Just so <laughs> much more freedom, more energizing. You yes. can hear it in the voice. Woo! With just hands. Doesn't take much to please me, no, Mary. it doesn't. When you're running on three hours of sleep. <laughs> it is summertime. Your students have departed. Yes, we had to say goodbye to four students, which... Four students? Well, my parents' students are just oh, across right. the street. Okay. I'm like, you don't have it's four students. It's a big students. extended family, Mary. It is. You it know, is. we treat them just like our own, which mm -hmm. means like I'm their big sister. That's right. In your modern family. <laughs> right? I'm their big sister. I'm a mom to some and a sister to others. Right. Yeah. So four students. Four students. There are some very weepy airport goodbyes. And but you know what? One of them has already made plans. The airplane tickets are booked. Her and her family are coming. Really? Middle That's... of August. My... Like, like soon, you mean? Next month. Oh, my gosh. I know. I can't wait. I get to meet <laughs> mommy and daddy and brother and sister. The whole family? The whole family. Oh, my gosh. That's so exciting. Yeah. I know. Would this be your first family visit? No. No. Second. My second. 
because um, one of my first students, Pine, brought her family, her mom and her brother. uh, My Thai student, Mm -hmm. yeah. And they played Crocono with us. Oh, yeah. Good old Canadian game. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have so much fun. This will be a German family coming to visit. And it's so exciting. Just so excited. Yeah. And she stayed with my mom. And yeah. Yeah. So we're just all really excited to meet her family. Mm-hmm. Yes. Base for everybody. Is everybody staying? Of course. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> we always make room. Yeah. <laughs> no, they'll be staying with my with my parents. And right now we don't have students during the summer. So. Right. Yeah. It'll be excellent. You're taking a break. We're taking a bit of a break right now. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Because my just keep going mantra doesn't actually mean to keep going until you like exhaust yourself. I know. Right now we don't have anybody. So yeah, we're just nice. We're charging. A Recharging, bit. exactly. But yeah, like I say, last week was a very emotional week. I've got some fragile children. Aww. Um, so just yeah, giving them a bit to cocoon and some really beautiful songs and stories for my kids so that they can listen to that before going to bed at night or whenever they miss them. Oh, that's such a great gift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was my little one, Violet. It was her birthday. So that's what they did for her. And also it's a goodbye. It was all the same week. It was a very busy, busy last week. It was just really touching and thoughtful and something we'll forever treasure, especially Jenny and her songs and her piano playing. It's something that always filled our house, right? And Mm -hmm. has been there for almost three years now and something that we'll miss. And so to be able to still have that. Three years is a long Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Those bonds are totally unbreakable. Oh, yeah. I was that. just showing you the makeup tutorial that she sent me yesterday <laughs> <laughs> online. It's like she's still there, right? Like, Jenny, how do I do my makeup? And she's like, step by step, Aaron, do this. Sends you a photo. <laughs> so then me. this happens. Then that happens. <laughs> and then I look beautiful. Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting how sometimes you can have those same conversations even though they are a world away now. You just have to plan, right? So a day yeah. in advance. Jenny, I'm going to need this information. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially with the time zone difference. The time zone difference. Yeah. You just yeah. have a little bit more planning. Mm-hmm. But you can still get the end goal. <laughs> you just can't get the hug. It has to be virtual. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. It's kind of been our world a little bit. It's a bit different. The dinner conversations are being reinvented a little bit differently at our house. But yeah, because it's now it's just... The core family. You guys. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So Blake's having to talk more. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just a new normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's okay. So how are you finding adjusting to five kids in the house back to three? You know what? It's it's quiet. It's 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 the end of the school year. We're all home. It's cozy. It's great not to have to get up and do things. That's true. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> keep thinking, oh, gosh, guys, I look over and you're all just cozy on the couch and cuddled up and watching something. I don't actually have to break that up for the moment. I'm just going to make myself a tea. <laughs> you know? Like, just give <laughs> enjoy it. And just enjoy this for the 40 minutes I want. And then, and then let's get moving. Like, you don't have to rush it. It's nice to just, like, settle. <sighs> so are you looking forward to settling for the summer or are you anticipating and can't wait for your next student? Oh, 
a bit of both, right? We've been communicating with our students, our upcoming students, mm-hmm. a little bit. And and that's nice. And learning about some of their summer plans. And and they don't arrive until September. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Until so, so you, closer have, to. you have two months. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. And just and just trying to figure out our own family's plans for for the summer. It's exciting. And we'll take some road trips and yeah. Manitoba. Here we come. Uh-oh. Right. So <laughs> Mr. Bean in the car. But yeah. How yeah. about you, Mary? Do you have anything planned for for summer vacation? I'm going away without my family. Well, that's a vacation. <laughs> That sounds so relaxing. Are you going with like a knitting girl group? Uh, no, or? I am going to a women's business conference. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm, going at the end of, I'm going at the end of July for five nights. Five nights without to your family? Dallas, Texas. Yeehaw. In the summer heat. I do not know what I am going to do. You're going to wear a tank top is what you're going to do. But <laughs> the conference is going to be indoors and I hear there's air conditioning. You can bring, you wear lovely knitted shawls and like alpaca thingies. Yes, that, that's true. Yeah. You can do it. I know. So that is, okay. that is my little flight test. Okay. Remember a couple episodes yeah. we were talking about, I wanted to try a little flight before doing okay. a big one to see how you could do it. A bunch of my students in Japan, maybe next year. Yes. So that was my big goal. So the the little step leading up to that big goal, I decided would be to try and go to this conference. On your own? You're- On my own. <sighs> okay. So I paid a little bit more for my ticket. Yeah. Because it will be more of a direct route. There's only one stop. Good. And it will be, I think, seven hours in total. And to get better hours, too, when they depart and arrive and things like that. So I'm arriving when it's around dinner time. So I still have time to relax, get a good meal, and then get a good night's sleep before the whole thing kicks off the next day at 8.30 Dallas time, which is 6.30 hour time. In the morning? In the morning. But you're not a morning person. I know. (laughs) We can prep this. We can plan for this. You have a small child. She can bounce on you in the morning in advance. What time does she get up? (laughs) She likes to sleep in like me. So John, you're (laughs) on. (laughs) Or you know what? You can just you can just pull up your big girl pants and get up and go. I will. I will. Because it's something that you paid money, Mary. I was just gonna say I've paid money for this, so I will make it happen. I know you. Yeah, I know. I know you, Mary. I'm in your head. (laughs) Smart about my money. So you're going to take advantage of every moment. Yes, yeah. exactly. You can do it. I know. I will. Just I will. keep going. Just keep going. Get up. Put on your big girl pants and <laughs> off you go. So yes, I've bought the more expensive plane ticket because Good. I knew I could bank in extra time for rest. Right? Take self-care, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about that. Exactly. Super so, important. Self-care. So that's my big summer plan. We okay. don't have any students for the summer because yeah. we usually like to take the break. I have said that we are available at the end of August if there is a student that will become available. Mm-hmm. So those are my summer plans. However, I remember when I first started hosting students, it was the influx of students that shows up during the summer because everyone's got summer break mm-hmm. that host families are in need and during the summer. You're more available, lots of people, right? More available during the summer maybe teachers or people take, take time off and they're more available and able to give more time to international students and devote yes. time to. Yeah. And it's, they're they're quite 
flexible with your schedule. So like exactly. if you do happen to have a family family vacation that you're away for a week or two, well, you don't have to host during that time. You can host shorter term students to fill those gaps. Right. That's something that we are open to as well with mm-hmm. around our family vacation. Mm-hmm. I had my uh, sister-in-law text me a little while ago asking about how do you get started hosting students? Because she has a friend who wants to. So this episode was all about how to get started today. You want to host for this summer right now? Here's our tips on how to do it. All right, let's get into it. What was your number one thing that you were saying? Number one, they'll want to make sure that you are good people. You need a criminal record check, right? Yes. So they want to make sure that you're safe, that um, there's nothing on your file that would preclude you as like a big <laughs> don't put somebody in this home yeah. because um, that's a huge flag because that would just be a huge time waster for everybody involved in terms of home state coordinators if there's if you don't pass the basic criminal record check mm-hmm. requirements. Mm-hmm. So um, you would have to go down to the police station. Well, that's how local, we do it we here. We do it here. Fill out the documents and get fingerprinted. And, and our requirements with the places is to also do the extra step. And that's the vulnerable, um, vulnerable sector sector check. check. Mm-hmm. And that just ensures that you're able to um, host, minors. host minors and youth and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have to go through the fingerprint thing. We've never gone through that. That's think, only a secondary yeah, step. If your, if your name, name gets or flagged, you have the same birth date or name as somebody that potentially is flagged. They just yeah. want to make sure that Oh, your fingerprints aren't those persons. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I will also point out that we are talking about hosting with a school or program. Mm -hmm. Now, you I know there are also like homestays where you can just randomly find students online, but that's just kind of sketchy for both parties. Like, I don't want some random person from the internet that has not been vetted into my home. And at the same time, for the student safety, students should be choosing a homestay where they have been vetted instead of like a Craigslist or something like that. Yeah. And I think that's super important, like as a family that's hosting, what if you run into a situation where it's not the best fit? Who are you going to turn to for support and how are you going to find them? Right. What if it doesn't work out? And oh my gosh, this person, you know, we go into it hoping that it is going to work out. But mm-hmm. what if it doesn't and it could potentially be a nightmare situation and you want them rehomed for that time or yeah. it doesn't work out or they're not abiding by the rules and the boundaries of your home? Mm-hmm. They could leave right away from your home. Like you, mm-hmm. you can rehome them right away if it's an emergency situation too. So having that extra support yeah. by getting a homestay student through a program, through a program, through a school is really beneficial rather than just a random person on the Internet. Yeah, <laughs> which happens. I, I mean, you, you could go you, that you route, could go that route. But we're, we would just I would implore it. you to go through the reputable resources. Yeah, mm-hmm. that way it's really safety, I find. Yeah, you're doing your due diligence by criminal record check. We would have you do your, you know, have them do their due diligence and just be reputable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yes. Make sure you get the criminal record checks because I find I think like 99% of the places that I've applied for mm-hmm. have asked for it. They um, should be asking for it. Yeah. If they don't, that's a red flag. That's I would true. say. Yeah. If they're not asking for it, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. And they're really quick. Yeah. I think 
the last time I did it was this past year and it was like 75 bucks. Mm -hmm. And within a week, within a week, seven days, I was picking it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a criminal record check, there's often an application that you fill out, yep. right? So you fill it out and it outlines who you are, where you live, the people in your home, same thing, and where they are working, uh, a bit about you, your hobbies and interests often mm-hmm. fly in there so mm-hmm. that they are able to place students that have um, similar interests and hobbies. Yeah. Which means a more successful placement. I mean, you can have a student that doesn't have the same interests as you and it could still work out. You could find something eventually in your conversations, but putting in your interests really is like the good conversation starter. Absolutely. Then you know, oh, we both like music. Well, what kind of music? Okay, let's talk about this. And it's a good start to the student homestay relationship. And it gives, I find fleshing that information out gives the coordinators the most information about your family and a picture of your home and your interests. And when they're looking at placing a student, you want it to be as successful as possible. If they have somebody whose profile closely matches yours, then that has the best chance of success, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You guys can talk about um, video games or sewing or knitting or mm-hmm. rock music or whatever it is that you're interested yeah. in, um, cooking. And so if they those profiles and interests closely match, then that's great. And if you can provide that information, even better. So I always just try to get, if there's one area where I don't skimp on, that's the area. I know. Sometimes I do skimp, but I shouldn't. <laughs> you really you really shouldn't. You should put the things in there that somebody would find in your home. That if, you know. Yeah. Because that should be the section you shouldn't skimp on. Because, you shouldn't. because sometimes an application form can be. What? Overwhelming. Yeah. Like four pages, mm-hmm. maybe. And there's so much stuff to put in there and to gather all your information. Like, I think that is the part where you have to do the most amount of work yeah. before getting a student. However, that is the main information that the coordinators will pair you up with a student. So that's what they want to know most. They really don't care your ad about. Yes, your address is important <laughs> because yeah. of like the school or the location of where that student's going to go. Mm-hmm. But the student doesn't really care at the end of the day, right? They want to know about you and about your family and what you're interested in and when they, what, what are they like, right? Mm-hmm. What are their interests? Like that's that's the bread and butter. That's the gravy. That's the icing on the cake. Oh. That's the cherry on top. That's what we want to know. It's like not, oh, you know, the house have a bed. Does it, yeah. like, of course what that's is a the given. the square footage of the house? It's Do a I given. Get is there TV? will be a home and a yeah. room and a bed and a desk and all of the things that you should have. Like, those are all givens. This is the area that is the sweet spot. This is like, <laughs> this gotcha. is the dessert. This is, yeah, this is everything. This is where you put it all, baby. Okay. Noted. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Rant over. Mm-hmm. The other question that usually comes up is, where do you get your students from? Okay. Well, I go to my school district. Your local high school. Where we are, it's the Greater Victoria School District, and ours is number 61, and they have an international student program. And so during the summer, they have a Camp Victoria program and where they're placing students. So that's one resource. I do know that some private schools also have summer placements. So you could even look into not just the public schools, but the private schools. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, there is one local private school where they have boarding for international mm-hmm. students. But because the school is closed yeah. during holidays, so summer, winter break, spring break. And if then the student does not want to go home during the closure of school, they can elect to have a homestay. So I've been asked 
also in the summertime to host students from yeah. private schools. And then a quick Google search of the local English language schools is mm -hmm. always a good resource. So there yeah. will be some in your city or area, right, yeah. of the English language schools. And they off, they will have, like, on their website information about hosting with them. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think I find that the majority of students come through high school programs, like school districts, yeah. usually have something like that, especially in our province, because the province actually has rules and regulations and guidelines for international students. A lot of the schools can then get funding mm -hmm. through the government to have international students. That's where most of the students come from and will need a homestay. Mm -hmm. The international community, there's a lot of money coming into our schools through the international community and homestay mm -hmm. program. Absolutely, they do. It's a huge source of revenue for the province. Mm -hmm. There's also national programs, too such as uh, the Canada Homestay Network. They have offices throughout the country where they would place students in schools that would work for them. So like, for example, I know like based on where my house is, I could get students who either go to A, the high school, middle school, uh, the university, or the local colleges. Oh, amazing. You could have different students come through your home based on the students' needs. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. The Canada Homestay Network. Yeah. So there's different resources. So it's not just directly looking towards just the schools themselves, but there are programs. I guess the programs are like uh, in between a middleman. They're mm -hmm. like an agent for mm -hmm. the student coming to Canada. Mm -hmm. And so then, yeah, you would put an application form with those types of programs. Yeah. And or then the there's schools themselves. The colleges and universities also do oh, that's summer right. programs yes. as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So and year-round programs. Yeah, my sister now takes students with the university here. They can do full years, couple years, or even just semesters too. So they have a variety of short-term and long-term placements. Yeah, and during the summer especially, there's a lot of short-term placements coming with the universities and and colleges. Yeah. So if you wanted to start right, right now, now, it's entirely possible. Yep. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. get. Seven days, criminal record check, and things can get can move really quickly once all of your paperwork is in place. It's just a matter of having that coordinator will want to come and visit your home and, and make sure that everything is all tickety-boo. So mm -hmm. do clean it. <laughs> right. <laughs> We've talked about this before. Do clean your clean home. Clean your home. Um, yeah. Make sure it's clean, and then they'll want to, you know, have a look through at the room and make sure that there is a bed and a window um, mm -hmm. is important for, you know, if there's a fire, they do need to have a window, a lamp and a desk and a chair and a closet or a wardrobe. If you don't have a closet, a wardrobe will mm -hmm. suffice, yep. you know, linens and towels and all the comforts that you would have for your own child, right? Exactly. You know, Wi-Fi access is great and all those things. Yeah. I think that's mandatory now. I remember exactly. when I first started, it wasn't mandatory. It okay. was like, okay, if you, if you have access to the internet, that'd be great. If not, we have it at the school. Yeah. But now it seems like it is. It's pretty much mandatory. Yeah. These students are going to come with all of their own electronic devices, mm -hmm. right? They don't even really use your phone. They have their own phone and their laptop and yeah. all of those things. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll be providing your computer. And I don't think you really want to do that. So no. yeah. yeah, on the rare occasion, I've had a student um, just need to access a printer. Oh, totally. And then that's really yeah. it. Yeah. They just need somewhere to print something. So mm -hmm. that's all they usually need from our little office space. See, it's pretty quick if you want to host a student. You just mm -hmm. got to get the paperwork and stuff done beforehand and research where you want to get your student from, which school will be hosting your student. And and just have that conversation, right, with the family members or 
or and prepare the family and and just kind of nail down you know the age is it is it going to be middle school or high school or adults that you want to host and mm-hmm. and have an idea of you know there will be an interview with the coordinator about why you're wanting to do this and what your motivation is and i don't think money is the right answer we've talked about yeah. you know how the financial reality the financial of hosting students reality of hosting students is not it's it's just really not why you should be doing it yes like if you were to actually go through the costs of doing it, you don't come out that far ahead. And I think, you know, what you get out of hosting a student, there's just so much more than just looking at at these individuals as a dollar value or a number sign. Or if you're just mm-hmm. sit down with them at a dinner table and like, you, you know, putting th- food on the table and, and, and people are helping themselves, you can't be looking at the meal as, as dollars and cents. Right. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> they're family members and they always need to be treated as family members. And so you need to go into that experience and, and into hosting with that in mind mm-hmm. and, and welcoming and opening yourselves up to that because yeah. you are opening your home and it is scary for them. I mean, up to this point when we, we talked to Greg about this from real English Victoria, right? Mm-hmm. He had said lots of times students are scared before they come here, what their experience has been before they've gotten to us, right. Has been about how, what their parents have said to them before they get here. So you, once they get here, just really be open and create that safe create space. a safe space. And so treating them like a number or a dollar isn't going to be the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of stories where they would really go out of their way to buy something that they normally wouldn't buy just so that it would be a cheaper cost. Like, for example, like if you normally went to your local butcher and got like some really nice free run chicken for dinner, but you think, oh, it's so expensive. I don't want to get free run chicken for everybody in the family, all the students. Well, then they drove all the way to Walmart to just get like the pack of chicken, but they then only cooked the pack of chicken for the students and had the nice chicken for their own family. Like just thinking about the amount of time effort it takes to actually do that the amount of time to drive to the two different places to cook the two separate chickens to separate everything the mental anguish that i think it takes to do all of that when you should just be living your day-to-day and incorporating them into your family Mm -hmm. do what you normally do but buy a little bit more Mm -hmm. and then what that how that would be perceived at the dinner table. It's almost like setting up like kids table or a has and have nots or, you yeah, know, right? Like yeah. that doesn't feel good. No. Like how would you like it if you went to somebody's house for dinner and they said, oh, well, we're having this, but you can have this stuff instead. This chicken is much nicer and it's for the family. You're the students and you get, you know, like that yeah. doesn't feel good unless mm-hmm. you're willing to eat. No, that doesn't, that's not how we do it. That's not how we do things. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I know. Like people, I hear you. People are trying to cut corners and save some money when I think in the long run, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. When you want to have a student, make sure you have that sit down and talk to your family members about it and really realize that they are a part of your family. It is not a money situation. So then when you are talking about those students, because you had mentioned quickly age groups and stuff. Yeah. I tend to go with adults. You do. Because I do like the fact that they are more independent, Mm -hmm. that they already have 
some, I don't want to say common sense because what is common to you isn't common to an international student, but they have more grounding and real life experience. Yes, that's it. They have more real life experience. And so they tend to take more challenges and be more independent. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I hear you. Mm-hmm. But what's your take? Because you tend to have high we school have high school students yes. in our home. So anywhere from 15 to 18 years of age is what we host and is our niche. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> niche, yeah. <laughs> and we love it. And, and we have young children. My children are now five, almost eight and 11 years old. We enjoy that. They're great mentors. They're great mm-hmm. examples for my kids. These children that are coming here, and I host long-term, Mary, I invest in these kids. Yep. <laughs> I yeah, mean, sure I do. just let one go. <laughs> after at, three years? After almost three years in our home, when we have these kids, they're here, they're working hard, they're studying, like they're setting up huge examples in terms of hard work and dedication. And, but not just that, like they're, they're in my family, right? Yes. Like right there, they're my kids. <laughs> they, yeah. Like, and I love that. I love um, that camaraderie. I love that the study sessions and my husband and I, you know, we're right there helping them with their homework if needed. It's just, it's just where we like to be. For us, like having what you're describing, somebody that's more independent and kind of more coming and going with us, with the young children, they want to be bonding with them. And yeah. I don't think that that's our niche and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has, their everybody own has their space and we like to host two at a time because I think that if you're in there with my three kids, you need a buddy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you, need a, situation. you need an international sister yeah. right there with you. And the bonds that they've forged together and like those international sisters have made the experience for them just as equally to have somebody that shares like on their own level as well. And that understanding, it's way less isolating. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find even with my uh, adult students, even though, like I was saying, they usually are a little bit more independent. I do wonder sometimes if they do feel a little bit lonely, especially if they don't make friends right away. Mm -hmm. But I have been wondering, too, as Kira does get older, because she's only turning four this year, that... If a younger student oh. would be nice just to yes. offset. Like a middle schooler, like what yeah. Dean described yeah. when we talked to him. Oh. Would that be fun? I don't know. Yeah, I could see you doing that, Mary. That is something like. To explore. Exactly. And just sit on and settle, have mm-hmm. that settle and mm-hmm. percolate for a while. Yeah. Or even just try once. That's another mm-hmm. great thing about yeah. hosting with you can try different programs is that you can just try it once. See if it fits with your family. And then if it does, keep going. And if it doesn't, you move on. So, I don't know. It's just a little idea. Like thinking Mm -hmm. maybe when she starts school Mm -hmm. and is a little bit older than maybe having a slightly older than her student. Yeah. Well, you know I'll be a great resource for you if you ever do that because my child is right about to start middle school. (laughs) I'll have all the chips and tricks you'll need. Yep. Yeah, I think things can evolve too. Like you can decide on a student right now to Mm -hmm. have and then decide, you know what, that 
didn't really quite work out with our family. And summer's perfect for that. When we first started hosting, we started with summer students right before we invested in in Jenny, our two and a half year old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, right. We started um, with with summer students and just kind of got our feet wet. And it was a nine week placement, and along with because you know I like to do things in pairs, but with <laughs> with six weeks, and it was just lovely. We had the best summer, but it was nice just kind of get a feel for it work out the kinks. We talk about something and we should probably touch on it here is really good to have before a student comes into your home is just that almost like an agreement of, you know, these are our boundaries or or just our Mm. general rules, rules, um, what you can expect, like we'll we'll eat our dinner at this time, or you can iron those out after that student has left if you continue to host a different student after the summer. And kind of just work out, okay, what worked, what didn't, what do we need to add to this before yeah. you present a similar document yeah. to the next student yeah. and work out the kinks. Exactly. And so each student mm-hmm. is kind of like a learning process. A total learning process. Yeah. And you know what? Like every student is their own person. So mm-hmm. every experience will be different for you. And just because one experience doesn't work out doesn't mean the next one is going to be just as bad. No, but maybe if you didn't outline, oh my gosh, we need to put the shower curtain in a certain way. We should put that right there in the beginning or, you know, something. Or even too, like having a student where you've tried everything. You've reiterated the rules multiple times. You've said this needs to happen. This is the boundary. If this happens, then let's try and find a new solution. And you try and find a new solution, but the student is still not following it. It happens. You know what? That's when you go back to the program and say, she needs a new home. Yeah. He needs to go. It's not fitting in well with our family. And that's okay too. But then don't think that's going to be the same experience for the next time. The next time. Because your next student can be really, really, really great. Yeah. And that's where it's great to have that coordinator or that support system with a reputable company, mm-hmm. right? That you can go back to and say, yeah. I'm sorry, things just really aren't working out and we need to make a change. We've tried everything. This is what we've tried. And it's just not working out. And I love the fact that it is summertime. So you can get your feet wet in a great time of year because there are so many events and things happening that you can just take your student there. Go to the beach. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. There's so many outdoor things that you then you won't be stuck in your home and feel like you need to hibernate and be the entertainment. Yes. No, no. You're not everything. You can go out and explore and find fun new things in the city mm-hmm. and almost like be a tourist with them. Yeah. If need, you know, until they find their friends. <laughs> exactly. Go find friends. Yeah. Or if they don't find friends because they're only here for mm-hmm. two weeks mm-hmm. or I've even heard of like a weekend. You can yeah. start that way if you yeah. want. Or if you're, you're really gung ho and into it, well, you can do the whole summer, two months, which is still relatively short term in the grand scheme of things when, such as yourself, hosting three year students. You know, <laughs> Go big, baby. (laughs) So yeah, start hosting today is simple and easy. Just find the place, the school, the program that you want to host with. Send them an application and make sure you get your criminal record check. Ding, ding, ding. Done. You can have a student by the weekend. There you go. (laughs) They probably have a lot lining up in the wings. They need good families. Yeah. So get in line and get your student. Thinking about it, go for it. Do it. And then let us know how it went. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Okay. Thanks, Erin. All right. Thanks, Mary. I'm going to go sleep now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to The Homestay Kitchen, hosted by Mary Chan and Aaron Eastman. Produced by me, Mary Chan of Organized Sound Productions. Web and show notes by Aaron Eastman. Like what you're hearing? Write us a review wherever you listen. Or drop us an email at homestaykitchen at gmail.com. We would really appreciate it. For more information on this episode, visit homestaykitchen.com. And when you're ready to dish up your stories, connect with us on Instagram at Homestay Kitchen or on Facebook. Thanks for joining us.